G'day, g'day guys. Now before we dive into today's show, I want to let you know that some of you may be aware that over the past eight years, I have built a substantial multifamily real estate portfolio here in the US worth over half a billion dollars. And in that time, my passive investors have received fantastic double digit returns. And now you too can invest directly into my deals for as little as $50,000. So if you're an interested investor, head over to reedgoosens.com to find out more. That's reedgoosens.com. Now back into the show. What we found in mobile home parks is that a lot of people really want the same thing, the hundred pads or above. But when you look at that hundred pads or less, nobody's playing there. And the operate that the inefficiencies still exist. And so what, what we started, we found a partner that their strategy was really, how do we actually find small parks that are, are geographically dense, that are located very close to each other, that then we could take down and operate as a single unit. And what we found there is we found what? We found very high cap rates. We found eight, nine, ten percent cap rates that we could go in and purchase with park owners. Today as well? Today. Jeez. That's what I'm saying. Welcome to Investing in the US, a podcast for real estate investors, business owners, and aspiring entrepreneurs looking to break into the US market. Join Reid as he interviews go-getters, risk-takers, and the best in the business about their journey towards financial freedom and the sheer joy of creating something from nothing. G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the US podcast from Los Angeles. I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, I'm glad that you've all tuned in to learn from my incredible guests, and each and every one of them are the cream of the crop here in the United States when it comes to real estate investing, business investing, and entrepreneurship. Each show, I try and tease out their incredible stories of how they have successfully created their businesses here in the US, how they've created financial freedom massive amounts of cash flow and ultimately create extraordinary lives for themselves and their families. Life by design, as I like to say. Hopefully, these guests will inspire all of my cracking listeners, which are you guys, to get off the couch and go and take massive amounts of action. If these guys can do it, so can you. Now, as you know, I'm all about sharing the knowledge with my loyal listeners, which is you guys, and there's absolutely no BS on this show, just straight into the nuts and bolts. Now, if you do like this show, the easiest way to give back is to give us a review on iTunes, and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching at Reed Goosens. You can find the show wherever you podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play, but you can also find these episodes up on my YouTube channel. So head over to reedgoosens.com, click on the video link, and it will take you to the video recordings of these podcasts where you can see my ugly mug, but the beautiful faces of my guests each and every week. All right, enough out of me. Let's get cracking and into today's show. Welcome to Investing in the U.S., I am your host, Reed Goosens, and we're coming to you live from the IIREC, the Intelligent Investor Real Estate Conference here in sunny California. And I've got with me here today, Christopher Nelson, a good friend of mine, uh, used to be a California resident, but not That's anymore. Right. He is now living in the lovely state of Texas. That's right. In an awesome town, little town, you might know of it, called Austin, Texas. Yes. But Christopher, welcome to the show. And Thank you very much. How you been, mate? 
I have been very well. I think I just told you that, yes, we had a pipe burst over the weekend, was not related to any weather. That just sucks in general. But other than that, I've been doing very well in That's Texas. Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, today we want to talk a little bit about what you've been up to because you and I have yep. been, we've been friends for a long period of time. We have. You've gone through a lot of transitions coming out of the tech world, mm -hmm. uh, Silicon Valley startups into real estate, and now what you're focused on. So for those people who don't know who you are, what you do, give us maybe the two to three minute elevator pitch on your background to bring us up to what you're doing today. Okay, great. So my name is Christopher Nelson. I am the co-founder and principal of Wealthboard Capital. But before that, I spent 20 plus years in the technology industry. So helping people manufacture software and then also helping companies go from private to public through IPO events. And it was actually in one of those IPOs that my family went through a sudden wealth event. What does that mean? It's that event that we all dream about, we want, that says we literally had nothing. And then overnight we had you know, multiple seven figures in the bank. And then there was this moment of, oh, what? What do we do with this? I'm very stressed out. And so this took us on a journey of passive investing, of also DIY investing, because we did not want to turn our money over to somebody else and trust them with our financial future. We wanted to take that in our own hands. And so, as you know, because you've been part of my learning is, you know, learning how to passively invest, you know, tracking off of people who have experience in the real estate industry of where to place our money in multifamily and have been doing that with you for multiple years. And then this year, we really started diversifying into more asset classes. And so one of those that we are really, really fond of right now is mobile home parks. And you've been up until the point of leaving the tech world, your focus was, you know, I guess, tell, talk about the, the time that you thought, I need to, I need to change. I need to get into, out of the tech and into you know, raising money and, and investing in real estate because there's a, there's a mental shift there that a lot of people go through, particularly people at this event even today and yeah. over the weekend. So maybe just touch a little bit on that and then we'll dive into you know, what you're investing in now and how that's shifted over the last couple of years. My journey actually started off with we wanted to deploy our own capital. We just wanted to be great uh, limited partners. We wanted to be great passive investors. And as we started passive investing, as we started learning how to do due diligence, how to vet operators, how to, how to actually then start tracking our results, we had a lot of people raising their hands saying we needed help. And so we actually did not, you know, my wife and I did not get into uh, becoming GPs or general partners in, in helping syndicate deals because we actually thought that was a way to to get into financial independence, but we saw it actually as a way to help others. And then as we, we started picking up more and more momentum, we realized, hey, this is really an opportunity for us to uh, not just help other people, but this is a way for us to make a living for our family. That was really how it happened for us. And I think a lot of people go through that sense of dread, right? You're in the you're in the workforce. You're in, you're hooked up to a W two, and particularly right. coming out of tech, you're hooked up to probably a very good W two. All the benefits, yep. all the bells and whistles. They, yep. They've they've locked you in. So having that uh, impetus, that drive, that burning desire to go out and do more, I think is is kudos to you and your family. So so well done. And talk to us what you've built today, because I know you've got Wealthwood Capital, for those That's people right. who, who are listening in, it's Wealthwood Capital, and you have were primarily involved in in my deals, in, in Wildhorn's deals, yeah. um, up until, not only up until recently, you still are, but you've now made a bit of a shift out of multi into mobile home parks. That's right. Talk about what that shift and how that came about for your investors and how you're backing into return and what they like to see. Well, I think as, as we both know, right, as, as we have been continuing to invest in multifamily inside of Central Texas, 
we started having to make a choice, right? Of, okay, do I want cash flow shares that I'm not participating in the equity upside? Or do I participate in the equity upside and then start compressing my cash flow? Which, you know, for us that are leveraging our cash flow to supplement, you know, a lack of W2, that cash flow is really important. And guess what? We want the equity upside. So I wanted to continue to have the equity upside. And that's where we're at, you know, with my family and I and our deals, like we're investing in the equity upside, but we wanted to find more cash flow. So that was really what led us to start looking around at other asset classes and saying, okay, we understand with compressed cap rates, investing in places like San Antonio and Austin, we're not going to get the cash flow that we want. Where else is that? And so we started looking at mobile homes and mobile homes communities, you know, as you know, from, from Bryce and others, right, is that it's not a mature market as you'll find in multifamily. There's not as many educators, number one. There's not as many people who really want to go and participate. And the number one reason is the fact that there are not property management companies that you can go outsource to that are going to take care of your mobile home park. If you want that done, you have to either build the team or you have to find a set of people who really want to do that. And are you partnering up with other people like you did with, you know, with us at Wildhorn? Or with other, because I know you partner with up with other people. Yeah. And and is it you mentioned cash flow and a lot of people at this conference this weekend? We're sitting here in January 2022. Are talking about inflation, right? And yeah. over the last 12 months, or even longer, cap rates have compressed. Not only in multifamily, yeah. which we've seen a massive compression. Which and for those people listening, you know, compression in cap rates means less cash flow. But you've also seen that in in, in the mobile home park space. Was the shift away from multi to mobile home park in pursuit of yield because yes. multifamily was going was was getting so thin? That's right. So it was in the pursuit of yield, and then you know, when, whenever I start any type of pursuit of an asset class, I want to start macro. I want to look at the broader asset class and say, okay, what what's going on here? And what we found is that the again in mobile home parks, when you well, let me go back to multifamily. When you look at multifamily, you see that there are people who are playing in. Um, very large multifamily, like we do, we, we want, you know, 100 units and above, that's where we play. Then you'll, but you'll also find, find mid-tier operators that are buying 100 units and below that are saying, oh, hey, there's a lot of inefficiencies there. We can go operate there. What we found in mobile home parks is that a lot of people really want the same thing, the 100 pads or above. But when you look at that 100 pads or less, nobody's playing there. Mm. And the operate, that the inefficiencies still exist. And so what, what we started, we found a partner that their strategy was really, how do we actually find small parks that are, are geographically dense, that are located very close to each other, that then we could take down and operate as a single unit. And what we found there is we found what? We found very high cap rates. We found eight, nine, 10% cap rates that we could go in and purchase with park owners. Today as well? Today. Jeez. That's what I'm saying, because the reality is, is nobody wants these parks. That's the reality, because this in multifamily, you have uh, people that have gone to the Brad Sumrocks, that have gone to a lot of these educations and say, okay, I'm going to go run these mid-tier. That's not happening in mobile home parks. Everybody wants the 100 pads and above. So we saw this inefficiency. We're operating in Fayetteville, North Carolina, where in that MSA, 400 mobile home parks. It's a decent number. It's a lot. 100 of those parks are 100 pads and above. Okay. So that means there are 300 parks that fit our criteria. And 90% of them are owned by mom and pops that have built the place that are running it at 
70% occupancy. Why? Because they can. We hear a lot. I don't want to deal with people. I'm not bringing in, in people because I just don't want to deal with them. And they're running it as a cash business. Collect 10, deposit eight. So what we're finding is that these places won't appraise. There's a lot of room to negotiate because more than anything, these operators want out. For those of you who are interested in staying up to date with all the latest happenings in my business, or to learn more about passively investing directly into my multifamily value-add deals, then head over to reedgoosens.com and sign up for my monthly newsletter. By signing up, you'll automatically be notified about my new up-and-coming investment opportunities. You'll be able to stay up to date with all the latest real estate news here in the United States and much, much more. So head over to reedgoosens.com and sign up today. Now, back into the show. It's interesting when you when I hear of the nine to ten percent cap rate, and for those people who are, who, are, who are listening in, watching in, and listening to the podcast, you've heard, probably heard me talk a lot about cap rate is also a measure of risk. Yes, right. And I can imagine in my head something less than a hundred pads at a nine or ten. It sounds good on paper. That's right. But the risk is higher yep. that you're gonna not be as polished. And it, I remember going back to and when I say polished, meaning it's not gonna be. The scale and scale comes with on-site management and on-site oversight That's and, right. and and payroll and all those things that you can afford when you get to scale. That's I right. remember when I first bought my, my first property for 38,000 bucks in upstate New York <laughs> and it was section eight housing, right? The cap rate looked great, but it was one property. That's right. And I had a property manager who didn't really give it a lot of attention and because it's just one asset. And I was like, why aren't you giving me all this attention? Now where I'm like buying two, 300 units, you have a whole team. So. Is there some sort of, are you getting the inefficiencies there under the 100 pads because they just, people don't want to manage them and, and, and thus the cap rates are higher? That's correct. That's exactly it. No, you put your finger on it is because you'll, we found that a lot of these owners have these smaller parks. They're running them very inefficiently. What we did is we went and raised the capital to get our first 120 pads under management create our team so that now as we're adding these smaller parks we're just pulling them into the umbrella and we're and, just and, and i assume you said fayetteville so you're, you're you're being very specific on a market so you can go and scale right you can go get 500 pads but they might be across seven properties that's correct right. or, or even more and so what we're looking to do is is, is that's exactly right is go hyper local hyper focus own the block got it and, yep. that, and that's actually one of the things that people you know again what are some of the big guys missing is there's the opportunity. We literally, uh, over the course of three months, purchased uh, 120 units that are within one block of each other. That's fantastic. That's, yeah. that's, that's incredible. And it, you know, real estate is a local game. And I think that's so important that you find a niche and then un, you know, pull the thread until you have owned the entire block or you have scale. Because I do see a lot of people who are, oh, I'm going to buy a deal in Fayetteville, I'm going to buy a deal in Dallas, I'm going to buy a deal in Louisiana, and they're not hyper-focused. And hyper-focused comes to help lead to scale, to help bring more efficiencies in the business. So, Well, and let me bring this back is because, I mean, quite honestly, is a lot of what I saw in this group was was operating off the model that you and Andrew put together, hyper-local, hyper-local. And I remember when you guys were getting started, it was like, well, wait, but there's more in Dallas. No hyper local it's austin and san antonio and that has been tremendously successful and so again sometimes i think in real estate people want to get fancy or they they do covet other places other locations when it's like no just rent and repeat and somebody i think today at the conference mentioned you know uh it's a guaranteed 
you know, what is it, go slow and get rich. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not a guaranteed. Uh, it, you're not getting in this business to get rich quick. It's get rich slow. And, it, right. and if, you, if you're trying to, you know, trying to get in here and make, you know, $100 million and sit in front of a Lamborghini in 90 days, it's not the, this is not crypto, guys. So yeah. <laughs> if you want to get in crypto, there's a whole other space for that. We're not That's in that right. space. So get rich slow. Yeah, you're right. So again, I'm going to come back to inflation. We're going to come back to what's happening in 2022. We're sitting here in January. What's your prediction in your sphere? And what do you think for your invest as you communicate that out to investors as you navigate this this new year? Well, so number one is inflation is here. And, and I think, you know, and I've, I've heard a lot of people speak today and I haven't really sat down and thought through like, am I making any changes to my thesis? But I do know that there is consumer inflation and there is asset inflation. And so I think that what I am communicating to my investors is, now is a time to invest to make sure that we are a part and invested in assets that are appreciating because we do want to make sure that our capital basis is continuing to grow with the asset, number one. And then number two is let's just make sure that we are either partnering or we're in control of how do we throttle capital improvements and things that are going to be capital intensive and putting that into transactions because there's also going to be inflation there too. And we don't want to make sure that we have you know, a growing expense line while we're trying to preserve inbound capital. The biggest thing we're all investing in real estate for is the protection of, cap of, of, yep. of capital, right? So, you know, number I'd probably be a number one one would be, you know, don't lose people's money, right? That's and right. you're <laughs> investing in, in physical assets. So I, I think, you know, we're gonna, I'm going to talk a lot here today at the conference in and around different experts like yourself. Yep. And I think the whole theme of this conference, and I've got a leaderboard over here, what asset class is the most frothy right now? Yeah. I think multifamily would have to be up there. But we're seeing compression across the nation in a lot of asset classes, and it's going to be great throughout the next two days, talking to people like yourself, understanding where you're investing, your hyper-localism, what you're thinking the, yeah. the future is, and how do you protect people's money, and how do you still get a yield? Because I yeah. think the big thing here is, coming as an international, people invest in U.S. real estate for the yield. I think commercial real estate in the U.S. is by far the best yielding in the Western world, in my experience, and partnering with operators like myself, like you, and getting knowledge about what's happening in this country is really, really important. So I want to thank you for jumping on the show. It's only a short little little uh, 20 minute episode, but where can people reach you? They want to continue the conversation, they want to reach out to you, where do they go? Well, right now, go to thrivecommunity.fund. They can learn more about what we are doing inside of mobile home parks. And then if they want to reach me, they can go to wealthward.com. That's wealth and W-A-R-D, all one word moving you towards wealth one step at a time awesome yeah. my friend look i want to thank you so much for jumping on the show today enjoy the conference what do you got planned for while you're here in sunny california uh well trying to get some sun while i'm outside <laughs> and then uh just continuing trying to learn and network i i just love these events so much because we get to you know hear new ideas see what other people are doing and meet new people it's that's always awesome. fun that's awesome man well, look, yeah. thank you so much again for jumping on the show we're going to keep doing this. We've got four or five other more episodes coming to you. I want to thank you all for taking some time to tune in to, to increase your financial IQ because that's what we're all about here on this show. If you do like this show, give the show a five-star review on iTunes. And we're going to do it all again next week. So remember, be bold, be brave, and go give life a crack.